You're listening to Living Free, your podcast for a life full of freedom and magic. I'm your host, Tanya Hirsch, and I hope that every time you listen, you feel a little bit more inspired to follow your intuitions and to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back, my loves, to the Living Free Podcast. Today I'm sharing with you such a juicy, alive and magical interview with Andrea. And she will be guiding the voice activation and the Yoni Throat Connection live session during Soul Aligned end of the year. So if you feel like joining, you can already experience her magic in this interview. And even if not, there's so much wisdom waiting for you. Ah, oh, I just came out and I feel so alive and so connected, even though we just met and we talked about all the things, her personal story of how she came into full expression of womanhood, all her emotions, all her parts, also the dark feminine, the light feminine connected to sound. We talked about the yoni throat connection on how you can learn to activate your voice, what you can do in your everyday life to really open that throat chakra and finding openness and softness in your body and there's so much wisdom inside i can't wait for you to listen to it and now i'm gonna introduce andrea she's the embodiment of a feminine essence woman i would say when you see her or feel her speak you can listen to this interview on youtube by watching us diving so naked so we're literally naked in this podcast of course you don't see anything but it's nice to feel the energy while you look at our conversation so if you're listening on spotify or itunes or anchor you can always come to my youtube channel and watch the full conversation to feel us even deeper so Andrea's work centers around inviting women into the full spectrum of womanhood and she believes it is each woman's birthright to express the full range of possibility, their softness, their wildness, their femininity, their inner muse, their enchantress, maturity, creatress and beyond and she is the embodied living example of that and she guides women into returning to their essence finding harmony with their bodies cultivating orgasmicness tapping into pleasure in all facets of life working with feminine rhythms within their lives and business activating their voices and accessing the breadth of what they came on this planet to embody and i would love to hear when you listen what resonated with you what was new for you what came up it can also be very activating if there's something we talk about that is still present in your life if you feel you're not speaking your truth you have a difficulty finding your voice to share what's really going on to ask for what you want in a loving way so this is my last invitation to join soil aligned my three months deep healing and embodiment journey that starts 25th of september if you feel the calling to dive deep into your body to do the healing work to find safety in your body to hold all of your emotions if you feel you want to activate your pleasure your sensuality your life force energy your creativity to find your power and to open your heart to shed the layers around your heart to release stuck emotions and pain so you can come back into the true essence of who you truly are on a soul level and not yeah continue to live in a fear-based conditioned limited version of you because this is not who you are here to be you are all of this the darkness the light the rage 
the joy, the aliveness, everything. And you are here to express it through your voice, through your heart, through your being, by embodying who you are on a soul level. To know your body and your intuition so well that nothing and no one outside of you can mess with what's true for you. Because only you know your truth. And yeah, I'm already so in awe of the women inside. Their visions are big. And I can't wait to read more about your story. If you feel like this is calling your name, drop me a message. And I would love to get to know you better. So without further ado, let's welcome Andrea to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Andrea. I'm so grateful to have you here and excited to dive so naked with you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm so happy to be here. So the first question, and I didn't tell you on purpose before because I ask it every podcast guest, what does living free mean to you right now in this moment? That's a beautiful question. I love that. I'm just going to take a moment to tune in. Mm. For me, living free right now is remembering that I am a sovereign woman, human, regardless of life circumstances and all the things that are moving around collectively and in my own personal reality. And really anchoring into that sovereign knowing that no matter all the things that might be a flurry, all the circumstantial things, that this within remains and that freedom remains. And that's a choice. It's a choice to, you know, submit into like victimhood or mm, there's a better word I want to use there. Mm, just being at the, the sway of life versus really knowing that I can also choose to like swim within it. Mm. That's what it feels like for me. Mm, I loved it. And we just talked about it before we hopped on this call that you are in a transition right now where things are uncertain, you're moving. And I would love you to talk about this before we dive into the more juicy topics, because I feel that's what's connected to also access to choose in our life, the aliveness to also the situations where not everything goes at, like we planned it. And you shared that you moved already like 50 times. Mm. That's a lot for your age. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were just dropping in a little bit before the call. So I, I shared that over the last decade, I've moved over 50 times. I think it's probably the upper ends of the 50s right now all around the world, which has been amazing. And for the past couple of years, I've really desired this sense of home. So I thought that I had found it in this beautiful home that I'm in right now. And it felt so good. And yes, and I just learned that the lease can't be extended and I get to move and I have just three weeks. So everything is kind of like in a flurry up in the air in my limited human mind. I'm like, this is the worst time to move. I don't want to move. It sounds terrible. I can think of a thousand reasons why this is like the worst possible time. And I'm also remembering that there's a grander picture at play that, you know, I would never like know because I can't see that, that zoomed out lens. And so I'm being in the question of like, what is it like to trust? What is it like to surrender into this process, to not be a victim to what's unfolding, to trust the unfolding, to trust that, you know, how can this turn out any better than I would have even possibly been able to design for myself? And also still like staying in my body and my practices and my essence throughout because like so many of us, I can be, can I curse on this show? I don't know if you have any. Yes. 
everything. <laughs> I figured I can be a swampy bitch, meaning like, <laughs> like our, like the feminine swamp, the miasma, like, you know, getting stuck in it and like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? And then like thinking of all the things that are wrong with it and like, <sighs> and then I can just like let everything go really easily. I know that's my pattern. And so like bringing that awareness in, like, what does it look like to still stay in my body, to still stay in my practices, to still, you know, like not live in a bathrobe and a messy bun, but like just, you know, like do the little thing, like putting earrings in and like brushing my hair just a bit, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> still like staying connected to my essence and not collapsing into the field. And that's super big for us, for those of us who, you know, orient towards the swampy feminine. It's a big one. And it's one that, you know, it's an art. It's a, it's an ever evolving practice and art in this world of being a woman. Thank you so much for sharing. And I feel At one point, if we control it or not, there will be situations where things don't go as planned and we oh, just yeah. settle, we ground it, and then we think we're going to live here forever and then boom, everything changes and your roots get uplifted again. And I love yeah. that you shared you always come back to the devotion of your personal practice and these little things that make a difference, even if we don't see them. When we think it doesn't matter, I'm alone at home, why should I wear like a dress? It doesn't matter. Everything's already getting... <laughs> terrible right now you personal devotional practices that bring you back into your body and help you to stay open even if it would be easy to close and to blame and to project everything yeah yeah absolutely you know the first one that popped into mind just because we were just talking about it and these are in no particular order is is that it's like body what would it feel good to wear right now what would it feel good to put on right now because like i said for those of us who orient like i can just go full-on like slovenly like i don't give a shit everything's happening you know like i'm just gonna like be in the swamp in every single way and so so really like asking and like staying connected to the body maintaining the space you know like really like honoring my body putting on a little bit of perfume you know like just asking like body what would it be like to feel good because that's huge that's huge you know our body is here to always love us and is in this unconditional space and it can be so easy to just the moment that stuff is going on whether it's circumstantial or physical pain or whatever it might be to just shut that connection and sever that so staying in connection to the body I imagine we're going to be diving into some stuff around expression and the voice and all of that so staying in that you know like really really just allowing that expression to move through and in some moments that's like you know really beautiful and like singing and being in that I notice for myself that I can tell when I'm in a state of joy and flow when I sing a lot you know I'm a little songbird otherwise I can tell and like my voice is constricted and I don't really allow that to come through so singing expressing not worrying about what it sounds like in that same regard it's not always you know pretty vocals like sometimes it's literally like ah you know, just like really like letting it out and like making the noises, making the sounds. This is one of the reasons why I really prefer to live in homes that don't have any walls shared with people because I am a very vocal, expressive person. Like I need to know that I can roar and scream and howl and make every sort of strange possible noise that a human can make, but just like allowing that energy to move through so it's not stuck in the body. And then on that same note, inviting in pleasure in the simple things, right? Like even if it's not like what we think about in the realms of pleasure, right? It's like, I will fully admit in this time period where stuff is moving, stuff's going, I'm on my moon. I had like a really extended challenging luteal phase coming up into it. Like I'm not having a huge amount of pleasure practices right now, specifically with my yoni, with my genitals, right? But what I am doing is inviting pleasure in through the little things. Like even right now, like, can I like just allow it to move through the body? 
can I feel pleasure in certain fabrics? Obviously right now we're not wearing fabrics, but <laughs> I am like, you know, fabrics on my skin or the scent of a beautiful perfume that was designed for me or the, the lighting, like the ambiance in the space, you know, like whatever it might be, those simplistic things, inviting that really into the field can create such a catalyst. And then that of course ripples out into our lives because when we're radiant and lit up and juicy and turned on and in alignment really with our essence, then that creates a, um, maybe, I don't know if barometer is quite the word I want to use, but like a barometer for how the world, a standard maybe is a better word for how the world interacts with us because we're creating that, that bandwidth or that Oh my goodness, English words are failing me today. That frequency, I guess, within ourselves. It's it's like English is my first language. <laughs> I think it's from like living in so many places. Sometimes it's like, wait, what is this again? <laughs> so beautiful. And so, yeah, really, really magical to see your embodiment of that. I can really feel your, your feminine expression when you talk. You really feel that in your body. You're not just read it in a book and apply it. You're like, really <laughs> no, to book. <laughs> um, and I love that you shared about the full spectrum expression. And to come back into soul alignment, that's something I'm also really passionate about because I feel we cannot express ourselves if we are lying to ourselves, if we live in disalignment with our truth, if we're pretending because we stay in fear, if we are staying in comfort. How was your personal journey? What was the part you were struggling the most in your personal expression? And how did you get back into your alignment with your soul? Oh, goddess. I mean, like, oh, that's a, that's a long journey, babe. <laughs> I, I mean, wow. Hang on. Let me just like orient that, you know, because it's it's been so many different things. Like most people, I grew up in a very mainstream world. You know, I was starting from scratch in this lifetime, if you will. I wasn't taught these things growing up. I wasn't taught, you know, the art of womanhood, the feminine arts, how to be embodied, how to connect in that way, the, you know, pleasure. I was taught nothing in that regard. So if we go way back, Lord, I mean, there were, there were so many patterns. There was so much there, even if we get into the aspects and realms of womanhood and embodiment and femininity. I was very uh, performative in my like faux femininity. I looked feminine. If you would look at me from the outside, I had lipstick on and more heels and my hair was done, but I was hyper masculine internally. And I would judge anyone, any woman who had a soft voice, who would wear pink, who had a weak handshake, you know, any of these things. And I was very disconnected and that showed up across the board, you know, it showed up in my menstrual cycles, it showed up in the way I related to my own body, it showed up in the way I would relate to lovers or partners, you know, just sisterhood, all of it. Can you speak one more time your the question just like kind of like directed into that space? Because there's just like, whoop, so much there. Yes, of course, if I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a vast lifetime, you know. <laughs> So when you feel into your full expression that you can embody now and you look back into your life, like the things you already shared, mm. what was the biggest layer that you had to peel back to be able to come back into who you truly are? Like, was there mm -hmm. a block in your voice? Was there a block in your sexuality, in your safety, in your heart, all the things? Like, what was oh. the biggest challenge for you? 
God, I mean, so I'll first say all of it more, right? It's like I've traversed things in every single area and the biggest, I mean, goodness, everything has its phases, right? In this life, like there's periods and chapters where like one thing is paramount and then, you know, where it ebbs and flows or something will cycle back around, you know, a decade later. For me, I would say a huge piece of it is that like that permission to be in the full spectrum of womanhood. That's the basis of my work is full spectrum womanhood. That's what I call it. You know, it's like embodying that entire range, not boxing ourselves into one, one little thing, one, one tiny constraint, trying to fit in, trying to speak a sound, speak a certain way, sound a certain way, look a certain way, embody a certain way, right? Like the feminine is this gorgeous, gorgeous range. And so giving myself that permission over the years has been pivotal and it still is a practice like that's something that you'll hear me orient to again and again and again is it is always a practice we're living this experience and it's not like it's one and done you know we might integrate a huge layer of it and then five years later when circumstances change we have a big life transition you know a separation a birth a a loss like whatever it might be suddenly this thing might come up again in a new way and so coming back to that again and again and again, that reinvention of self. Who do I get to be? What do I desire to embody? Like what is true for me, regardless of what the world thinks or looks like or expects or anything like that has been, you know, like a massive pivotal, pivotal piece. And that ties into all the layers, right? That's how I speak. That's how I express. That's how that I sing, you know, in that realm, I have a modality I birthed called vocal alchemy. And it's this channeled song expression. And, you know, it's this mysterious thing that flows through and I never know what it's going to sound like. Sometimes it's beautiful and serene and ethereal. Other times it's guttural and deep and like wild and low. And that for me was really big to let go of that need for prettiness and beauty in that way and finding just the rawness and that expression and the surrender into it. And for me, that models life, right? Like the embodiment across the spectrum. I might think like, oh, I want it to be ethereal and beautiful. And instead it's this like wild, untamed, guttural sound and vice versa. I might want to go wild. And instead it's like the smallest, you know, sound that wants to emerge, just like almost a little whisper through the breath. And so being in that mystery and also surrendering into the mystery, knowing that it's a journey, not getting locked into thinking, oh, I, I know this thing definitely forever. And this is the one thing that's always going to be true in this way. It's like, oh, okay, things are reorienting, things are shifting circumstantially, internally, astrologically, you know, all the things and being along for the ride. Ah, yes, yes. I can feel your words and it resonates a lot. And... Apparently there's some sirens that agree outside. I don't know if you can hear that on your end, but <laughs> they went by. <laughs> no perfect okay I've got I've got to interrupt the audio <laughs> so I love that you said you had to give yourself permission to do that because if especially from society and who we think we have to be when it comes to men and friends we always want to be this angelic mm. nice beautiful woman but especially when we go into the deeper layers and we start expressing our voice and to allow whatever moves through us to be expressed and we go into the deeper layers the dark feminine I just found that out in the last few years that I even in bed was conditioned like in the bedroom to make oh, yeah. sounds that are like you know how you're supposed oh, yeah. to yeah pretty and, then... and sweet and pornographic and all exactly. that and then you establish your deeper layers and you 
oh, you have the feeling to mourn from a much deeper primal space. And it gives mm -hmm. you so much pleasure if you give yourself the permission to do that. And I would love to hear what helped you to give yourself the permission and to shed the layers of the fear of rejection of what other people think, like all these layers that prevent us from this expression. What helped you to find your voice and to allow the expression to come through you in your journey? Mm, 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 mm. this is great because it gets me to you know reflect back on the the beginning stages it can be so easy once for you know like five ten years into a process to, to be like oh I'm here but this is beautiful to think back to the origin points being willing to explore you know exploring my expression in the bedroom outside of the bedroom with myself with others in various aspects and ways and spaces being in the discomfort right like that awkwardness, that beginning phase of that expression, that hesitancy almost, and leaning into that. And in that, mm, like kind of like the messy middle phase where things aren't as like clear and the pathways aren't yet there. Being willing to be in that and make the, uh, mm, I don't even necessarily want to say mistakes. That's a better word here. Mm, just the messy middle phase. You know, I was just chatting with a girlfriend the other day who's really been working on like her boundaries in life, but sometimes that can come off on a more like a less than graceful way. And so I was sharing with her how this is something that I've worked with so many clients on. It's the same thing. It's like when you start to lean into your voice and your expression and your boundaries and how you're holding your space in those beginning phases, it might be a little bit not so graceful. It might be a little <laughs> bit harsh. It might be a little bit messy. You might, you know, speak in a certain way. There might be some offending that happens. And so presence that to the people who are in your space, you know, I'm like really working on this. And so that as a whole, right? Leaning into that in the bedroom and the expression, bearing that vulnerable heart and being willing to be, to be seen, to be heard, to be witnessed in that state, in like the wildness and the untamed and the uh, unabashed versions. And that's when it really comes down to as well, I'll know, choosing partners wisely and discerningly, you know, like this isn't going to be every Joe Schmo that's, that's like, you know, is walking down the street who's able to witness the full expression of you. Like that won't typically work. You get to discern and really be wise about who you're engaging with, who you're allowing to be with your body, to witness who you can trust. And on that note, something that I've seen too is this doesn't need to be a man or a person who already knows all these things. If it's someone who has like an embodied heart, even if it doesn't look like all the quote unquote spiritual, you know, titleage and like has done the work and knows even what light language is or knows to express or expect these things. If you embody that and if you are choosing in like a wise way, they get it. I've seen that time and time again, and it's been so beautiful to invoke that in. And it's so permission giving to the people around you. That's a term that I, you know, birthed at some point, embodied invitation, right? Because you're embodying that essence and then those around you can step into it if it's something that's a part of them or if it's like a polarity situation you know like with a man and it's embodying him or them into the witnessing of that the polarity of that the containment of that and it's the natural evolution so yeah i would say like to summarize up being in the messy middle exploring and every dimension of life online with what I share and my literal voice and my expression, the way that I speak and the way that I sing and the way that I make love in the way that I be in, you know, spaces, all of it more like being in that exploration state is really, really key. And then eventually you'll land a bit more and then it'll change. You know, like I said, big transition five, 10 years later, it'll be like, okay, now this is shifting. And who do I be today? 
but it's a discovery, a rediscovery of self. Thank you for sharing that. There's so much power and feminine wisdom and that we don't need to be perfect from the beginning. Like when we just start exploring, this can be messy. We can, like you said, we can be too rough. We can be not set a boundary right in the first place, but then we learn and we don't take it on our self-worth. And maybe even someone rejects us and we learn from that too, because we learn how to hold ourselves and to not outsource that confidence in who we are being. And I would love you to dive into the Yoni throat connection that we also are going to be diving into your, when you're going to have the live session in Soul Aligned. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about the connection between our Yoni and our throats, how it's connected, how it impacts your life if you're not aware of it, other things you yeah. feel ready to share about it? <laughs> Absolutely. It's one of my favorite topics, absolute favorite topic. When I started in this work, everything was very separate. You know, this is a, a decade ago or more a bit. And everything was really separate. I had like my womb and my yoni work. Then I had like the vocal alchemy and the voice activation over here. And then it became very apparent and obvious. These weave together. And not just that, it's, you know, all of the layers, the embodiment, the expression, like every piece weaves together in this feminine tapestry. And the two that are like very deeply connected is the throat expression and the yoni, the genitals, the womb space, you know, all of this sacred area. So on a physiological level, I wonder if we can even put a little link in the show notes. If you have not seen a photo or a, a diagram of the vocal cords and the vulva, it is astounding how alike they look. Literally, like, you know, you if you took a glance, you might not even realize what you were looking at. And it is, it's really like this obvious direct visual connection that's there because it's deeply interwoven. On the physiological level too, you know, we have the vagus nerve and there's a direct connection there running through the body in the cervix as well. So everything like ties deeply in. And it's this, this symbiotic connection, right? So when the throat is open and unlocked and expressive and fluid and free, it's a direct indicator that the same thing is happening with the pussy, right? There's an openness, there's an expression, there's that vibrancy, and then vice versa, right? When, when a woman is very open and expressed in an aligned way in her sexuality, right? I'm not talking like leaky energy all over the place and having no idea what's going on. But when there is that like potent, pure, pristine openness, it's felt when she speaks, when she sings, when she conveys, it comes through. It's not just tight and, you know, up here. It's from the womb. It's from the pussy. It's from the root, from the body, from this openness. And I'll also note here that this shifts for all of us, of course, like depending on what's happening in our life, where we are in our cycle, what's going on, there will be times where we're deeply connected, right? There are times when my voice is significantly lower than this, like dropped really deep and low. There are times when I notice when my voice is really like nasally and up here, maybe I'm having like vocal fry. It's really like a common one that you hear in this day and age. It's like the vocal fry. Um, or Sometimes, you know, we'll notice like, <clears throat> like, our, like we'll have a, a block coming up and we're needing to <clears throat> like cough and have water and, and things like that. And this is a direct indicator that something is going on. And so further into that connection, when we work with one, it's holistic and symbiotic and it works with the other. So if we are desiring to like open up the genitals, open up the expression in that way, the voice is pivotal. 
You cannot do it holistically in a silent way. One of the biggest things that a woman or really a human can do, but I work with women specifically, is opening that vocal expression. You know, if you're in a position where your pussy is not opening, like in the in the sexual setting, we'll just say, if you start to express and open, not from a fake performative way, but literally just like, how does the voice want to express? then that starts to open and connect in that way and vice versa. If your throat is constricted and blocked, if you start to work with and harness your sexual energy, that openness that's there, if you do like genital massage, if you work with your body, if you spiral the energy, if you invite orgasmicness and holistically, then that creates an opening in the throat as well. And it's such a, such a beautiful, beautiful connection. And it's, you know, when I started teaching this about a decade ago, it was kind of unheard of. Like I'd never seen any like beautiful diagram of it or seen anybody talking about it. And now it's a little bit more like out in the mainstream. And yet when I say mainstream, it's really not though. It's like mainstream in the <laughs> spiritual world, but let's be real. If we went into the, you know, the average office place, probably no one is going to have heard of that. And so, you know, it, it's this invitation into ourselves in a, a deeper way and it's so beautiful to to see it like coming online more within women and it's a practice again and our bodies are this this beautiful indicator of what's going on internally and we can notice these things and start to connect in and really listen to ourselves as we're expressing in every setting and we can get a greater awareness of, of what's happening internally and energetically i loved every single word you shared and i'm definitely gonna put a picture in the show notes because i just i think a year ago i saw this and i was like what but it yes. makes so much sense because it's our body is so connected and beyond the yoni throat connection like even our heart is so connected if we're closed in our hearts we won't be able to speak our truth because there's so much fear of being hurt and being yeah. rejected this is big for me and also again what other people think if I speak what wants to come through I was blocking my own channel of physically I could feel this block in my throat like someone is Huh? Yeah, choke. Do you say choking? Choking. Yeah, choking. Yep, yep. Like a yeah, really fed like that, and it got only released by allowing myself to express and de-armoring my heart by mm. looking at the fears and looking at the layers where I was holding myself back and keeping myself small and where I was afraid and my deepest wounds of abandonment and all the things feeling unlovable and unworthy if I'm expressing all of me because if we grow up like this that only certain parts of us are welcome and the other parts we have to shut down to be able to receive love that's how clever kids are right we have to relearn that it's okay and it's beautiful and it was so freeing to see how men react to that too because in the past I would have shut that down because I was afraid they would leave me and then when I started to also speak the things that are not pretty to say like that could make a person leave because it's the truth what's true to my heart if you expressed it in a loving way it's welcome with so much gratitude from the other from the receiver if it comes from the truth that it was like wow this is not scary at all this is like a secret key to <laughs> to live an expressed life and I'm curious if you work with women that feel that block in whatever area it is, maybe it's in their sensuality, maybe it's in their heart, in their throat. What can women use on a daily basis to practice to be more expressed, to practice to use their voice in a way they might have never experienced it before? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for sharing first. It's definitely a journey that so many of us have in our own ways and shapes and forms. And there's so much commonality. It's like, of course, our own individual journeys, but 
there's so many themes that move through womankind collectively and it's a big thing and as we free ourselves then it's the embodied invitation for others to free and you're doing so much through this beautiful podcast and inviting all the women who witness into that space and it's beautiful so I'll also presence here first and foremost that it's often not a, a pretty journey. You know, there's so much programming that happens where women are supposed to be small and manicured and beautiful and, you know, speak in a certain way and convey in a certain way. And that's a lovely, sweet part of the feminine, but it's also getting into the dirt. It's also, you know, the decay, the death, the blood, the bones, the earth, like, you know, the feminine process. And when we birth, it's not just this beautiful, it's, it's blood and piss and shit and maybe even vomit. And it can be orgasmic and gorgeous and light, just so you know, but it also is this, this willingness to go into those parts of ourselves. And it's often those who are the most resistant to the messy aspects that get the hardest, as one of my teachers says, strokes with it. And so as you go into this, you might hear sounds that you didn't know that you could make. You might be burping. You might have gas. You might be sneezing. You might be coughing, like coughing it through, particularly those who have that, like that physical block. You know, sometimes it can be like this coughing and release on rare occasions. It could even look like literally purging, like a vomit that comes through. It's rare. You know, it doesn't have to happen. I'm a believer that we can ask, how can I experience and release this in a graceful, easeful, simple way for sure. And it's still that willingness to go there. And so a few invitations that are really simple. Mm. First and foremost, just getting into the practice of expression. So wherever you are right now, I invite you to actually just take a moment and give yourself permission to just express. If your body had a noise right now, what would that noise be? We can even do that too. Uh, 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 right mm. let's do one more of those if you were to give yourself even just one percent more permission what would that noise be maybe even have a movement that goes along with it uh, 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 so that and that'll be different at every moment inviting you to explore that maybe even this looks like putting a timer on your phone for every hour and this little timer can go off insight timer is a great one because it's not super invasive it can just be a little ding so every time you hear that ding it's an invitation to just go into that expression and that might be like really sweet and that might be little whispers and you know it might just be barely any sound at all it might be big and expressive and wild it might be a roar it might be a song that wants to come through. There is no right or wrong with that, but just getting into the practice of giving yourself permission to tap into that space without fear or regard for like how it looks or how it sounds. Obviously, you know, being mindful of the scenario that you're in and the situation that you're in. I'm not saying like if you're in the middle of a business meeting, start roaring. Although, you know, that might work out well for you, but just really like getting into that practice with yourself. It's a simple start. And then the second layer to that's also getting the body into it right? Like you'll notice when I actually had my eyes closed when we were doing it, but at least for me, it's like when I did the movement, like my body wanted to move and express, like we're not just sitting here like, ah, you know, <laughs> typically it's going to involve some movement. Maybe it's like shaking it out. Maybe often you'll see, ah, like the tongue will want to come out in that way. Maybe you're like on the ground gyrating and moaning, right? It's like getting the body connection in there too, synchronizing the body. For those of you who are familiar with yoga, you you know, it's a lot of that synchronization on the physical level of the breath and the movement. And so synchronizing like the sound and the movement and just allowing it to come through really holistically. 
So that's just a simple one. You know, there's no real uh, format to it. And that's a huge tenet of my work as well is I'm not a believer that things need to like follow like, you know, A to Z step. There will be things that of course, like there's different layers and components and foundations will build upon one another. But my greatest desire for all of womankind whose lives that I get to work with and touch is that they find the knowingness within themselves. Because that is within us. It's just a reminder. It's an invitation to remember what's always been within. And so it's that exploration. Two other pieces that I would say are first and foremost in your pleasure practice, exploring that unbridled expression too. It will often be easier to start exploring this alone. So if you don't already have your own personal pleasure practice, that's just a great place to start in general in life with evoking and unlocking. But in that exploration, what would happen if you gave yourself permission to express, to make those sounds, to make the faces, to, you know, to move in a certain way, like stripping off any layers of needing it to look or sound or be a certain way and just giving yourself that permission. If you're in relationship, you know, it can be a beautiful point to start to explore that. And you can always share with your partner that you're starting to explore it, that it feels tender, that it feels vulnerable, and that you simply desire to be witnessed and feel free in that expression. And if you've chosen well, then that's going to be a non-issue. Even if the person has never even heard the word embodiment or yoni or voice activation in their entire life, they will honor you and love you and get it. And you will be the embodied invitation into a deeper expression. Mm, dripping water. <laughs> <laughs> The last invitation that I'll share is using your voice more in general. So little things while we're, we'll see like women are suppressed in their expression is asking for what they desire or speaking a desire. If you go to a cafe and they make your drink wrong and normally you would just yeah. be like, oh, it's okay. You know, they're busy. I don't want to stir something up or I don't want to, you know, cause an issue or ruffle feathers. Instead, asking. And it can be in a really graceful way. I'm not saying be a bitch about it, of course, but like, you know, like you can ask in a graceful way. When you walk into a restaurant, if there's a specific seat that you want, asking for that one. Maybe it'll be a no, maybe it's already reserved, but maybe you'll just get the best seat in the house and get to receive this gorgeous experience. This is across the board. You know, if you're in a massage and the music is not vibing for you, asking for them to change it or pause it, being willing to keep asking, even when it is uncomfortable. I've, you know, practiced this for years and years and years. And generally it's just second nature to me now, but there will still be moments where I'll like hit that edge of like, often for me, it's funnily enough in a massage, if it's with a new practitioner who we don't have, you know, the rapport with and they don't yet know my body. And I'll just keep asking for like the different way that I want it. And like this instead, and this instead, and this instead, and noticing that little edge of like, oh no, I've asked too many times, or I've said too many things, or they're going to think this about me, or I'm not going to be liked or whatever it might be. And really advocating for yourself. Boundaries, you know, like boundaries come in there too. It's like gracefully finding your way with that, you know, that can take a little bit more refinement. Like I said, it can be really easy in the beginning when a woman is working with that to <laughs> have some maybe um, just like the messiness in the beginning of exploring that realm, but being willing to go there and being willing to make amends if there's a time when you say it in a not so graceful way, or it was you that was maybe not so aligned and refined with your communication, but being still willing to go there and explore the more that you go to those places, the more that it frees your expression and your life holistically. It's, a, it's such a gorgeous process. Yes, to every single word. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for sharing. And especially the little moments in life where we think, oh, no, it's okay. It's, it's good. Mm -hmm. Like the massage, how many times I've been lying there, not enjoying the pressure, but I didn't want to make them feel they're not doing a good uh -huh. job. People pleasing even turned uh -huh. out like massage places, having a sore neck because it was too strong, actually desiring more touch, but yeah. I didn't feel courageous enough to ask. And this all changed by also finding my voice. And it's so beautiful to witness especially in relationships like my previous partner we're not together anymore but that's someone I could really practice also asking for what I would love and in the past I would just accept breadcrumbs and not ask for anything I'm the easy girl you know mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what I would really love to be bathed in a coconut bath you know in a, in a, yes. in a bathtub with honey and coconut milk yes he literally prepared like the whole day with flowers around it with a whole grapes and wine and wow. cheese ah. <laughs> he, he grated the coconuts himself like five coconuts he picked them and grated them and he made the honey himself too oh. like, I literally felt like a goddess and in this moment I was like it's that easy if I face my fear like this is how rewarding this work is mm -hmm. if we do things differently than how we grew up and how we thought things are possible and yeah that's just one example of how powerful it is to find your voice and I love the little moments like if you have the wrong coffee or if you like saw it and the waiter is busy and you think like oh no yeah. I'm not bother him yeah. like no if you want it if you desire it use your voice to get what you want because otherwise it will ripple out into the big decisions too it's how we do the little things on how we do everything in Absolutely. life Absolutely. It's it's across the board, my loves, like really honoring that process, being willing to advocate and speak for yourself. You know, it's really like a pivotal thing in life. And I also add a note here too, that there is, what is the phrase? You catch more flies with honey than vinegar, I think is the phrase. So there's also a way to do it. You know, there will, of course, be times when we get to just, you know, put our sword, our staff in the soil and like lean into that. That's of course a thing. And in general, how can you imbue it with grace and invitation so it feels really good so that the person is like, wow, I'm inspired by your boundaries and I'm inspired by how you were willing to ask for that. And it actually felt good. And also say here too, for anyone who is in a polarized relationship, you know, you have a masculine man, you're a feminine woman, or that's the desire. There's also a lot of nuance in there as well. The things that might apply in like just that day-to-day -day outside world can even use a bit more refinement within that container of expression because there's a certain way that men receive that's like different. There's something that will be more inspiring if a woman is conveying it in a certain way. And that's a whole topic that we could, we could dive into, but I'm not saying like I, I necessarily recommend if you desire to have an inspired, polarized relationship, just going and guns a-blazing and like, here's my boundary and this is what I want and this is what I want and this is what I want. <laughs> I highly recommend exploring more of like, oh, it would feel so good to receive this. And like, wow, I'm so inspired when this happens. And, you know, like all those those different layers can really play a role. So that's just a nuance that's that's in there. Mm, yes. When it comes from a place of desire, of an open heart, from vulnerability rather than from a neediness. I need you to give me a bubble bath or I don't feel worthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you might get the bath, but it probably isn't going to be created with such devotion and love. And it's probably not going to feel as good receiving it. And so there's, there's a lot of nuance. But again, my loves, it is a journey. No one 
is going to walk out the gate immediately having perfect communication, perfect boundaries, communicated every single time in the most graceful of ways. Like it just doesn't happen. We're human. We're all learning. We all have imprinting and programming from our families, our societies, our own life experiences, you know, and we're going to have moments where it's less refined. And that's an invitation to constantly be like, okay, how could this have, you know, how could I have spoken this in a different way? How could this have felt different? How could I have allowed my heart to inform the request or the desire? Like there's, it's just a refinement. It's a journey. And so I, I don't want anyone to think like, you know, that it's going to happen immediately or that you're doing it wrong because there's moments where it's not as seamless as you desire because it's a practice. Mm, totally. Thank you so much for all the feminine magic you shared with us today. I really loved having you here and I can't wait for you to guide the workshop in Soul Align. Yeah. There's one last question that I ask all of my podcast guests and I invite you to close your eyes for this one. So if you imagine you could quantum leap back in time to a moment, maybe in your childhood, in your early teens, whatever comes up right now, and you could give a message to the younger version of you <laughs> from something that you learned along the way that would have helped you immensely, what would you tell little Andrea? Mm. Mm. There's two different layers here. So for me, it's like the kind of in between, like, you know, the childhood and like teens, that kind of a, a realm. And really, really what feels true is the first piece is remembering, and, or it wouldn't be remembering then knowing, <laughs> knowing that her full expression is one of the greatest gifts. And even right then where it doesn't fit in and make sense to those around her, it is going to be one of the most beautiful offerings that she will give to the world, that piece. Mm -hmm. And then also just discernment with her body, connecting with her body, her breasts, her pussy, connecting with herself in that way, really discerning who she connects with, who deserves to be in her field, how she carries herself in that way. And the knowingness that this connection within comes first and foremost, and that all that she desires is available and possible, and it's going to be coming and it's unique unfolding in the mysteries of life. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Oh. How can women or people connect with your work, your magic? How can they find you? Yeah, so social media is a great one. On Instagram, it's andrea.e.nicholas. On Facebook, it's just Andrea E. Nicholas. I have a women's Facebook group that's a private space, the Soulful Vessel Sisterhood. We've got over 5,000 women in there, so it's a really special space to be in. My email list, I always recommend because social media, especially for those of us who teach in this realm, is unpredictable. So if you go to soulfulvessel.com, that'll pop up. And so soulfulvessel.com slash links will be a really great place to go because that's where you can see all the offerings that has the links to all the different social medias, the email list, just everything is kind of on there. So maybe we can put that in the, the show notes too. <laughs> of course, I will put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much. I really love Oh, you. <laughs> me too. it's been such a pleasure i hope you felt this interview as deeply as i did and you took the most out of your yeah out of this conversation that you can implement little tools into your everyday life that you feel inspired to find your voice for me singing was a huge thing to really activate my voice i was so afraid using my voice and i was told i'm not a good singer i was even afraid to speak because i thought i have an ugly voice and i'm not good at expressing and 
singing, especially in Bali, going to kirtans and also singing in my own home and guiding singing circuits that I'm yeah, starting to implement into my retreats and my work has helped me to open that throat chakra and to express my voice and to use it not only when I'm singing, but also when I'm in a situation where I have to use my voice, where it feels true for me to speak my truth and not swallowing it down. Because it's like poison if you don't speak your truth. It can create real damage. And I want a world full of women freely expressed and not afraid to speak their truth. So if you feel like Soul Align is for you, drop me a message. And I can't wait to connect with you next week. <laughs>